0: bulletin, the federal opposition demands more information on how a voice to parliament would operate. The prime minister insists the temporary gas price cap is already lowering energy costs, and New Zealand nominates its first deputy prime minister of Pacific Islander heritage. The opposition are demanding further information on how a voice to parliament would operate. The Prime Minister says his government has provided plenty of details on the voice, including that it will be an advisory body only, it won't deliver programmes and that it will be subservient to parliament. Shadow Minister for Indigenous Australians Julian Lisa told ABC these details do not answer how the body will operate, including specifics such as whether or not they will advise on the national curriculum. We have been asking consistently for the details about how this body will operate and the government just doesn't seem to be providing that detail. People want to know what the body is going to do Who's going to be on it? How are they going to be selected? uh, What will its powers and functions be? And the government just doesn't seem to be wanting to explain that. And that's why uh, I made the speech that I made at the weekend to the young Liberals, saying that uh, the government needs to answer the reasonable questions that reasonable people are are asking about this body. New South Wales Labor says it will not try to decide the contents of a treaty with the state's Indigenous communities that it will start working towards if it wins the election in March. New South Wales Labour leader Chris Means has promised to start the consultation process after the federal referendum on the voice to Parliament regardless of that result. Mr Means says New South Wales remains an outlier on treaty discussions despite its high Indigenous population. New South Wales is one of the only states in the entire country that hasn't begun that process. It won't travel down a straight path, but those consultations, that that... Conversation with First Nations people must begin. The First People's Assembly of Victoria has welcomed a decision by the Victorian government to scrap the Australia Day Parade in the CBD. Instead, the government will hold a Reflect, Respect and Celebrate event in Melbourne's Federation Square to acknowledge that January 26 is a day of mourning for First Nations people. State opposition leader John Pesuto says he's disappointed the popular family event is being axed and says the Premier needs to provide a more robust explanation for the decision. Marcus Stewart, co-chair of the First People's Assembly of Victoria, says the decision to end the parade makes sense. It's a small step forward, but it's a positive step forward. The parade was a slap in the face and only rubbed salt in the wounds. It was a mark of the harm and the hurt that was caused... Um, through colonisation, and now we can start a mature dialogue in this country around what a day looks like that we can all celebrate, a day that brings us together and doesn't push us apart. The Prime Minister insists the gas price caps are already having an effect on bringing down prices, as many are concerned about expensive energy bills. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese said while it's a time of immense pressure for Australians, the government is doing whatever they can to address the crisis. He said current bills are a direct response to exposure from international markets and that the government is trying to improve Australia's resilience through the temporary price gap. You can't just click your fingers mm-hmm. and fix issues like supply and you can't click your fingers and... and fix the issue of our vulnerability, our exposure to, to those international prices. But that's why we were prepared to take what was extraordinary action because of the extraordinary circumstances in which we were facing. This comes as the Treasurer flagged that cost of living relief for households would feature in the May budget. Australians are being warned of a possible recession by one of the nation's biggest consultancy firms. Deloitte Access Economics says economic growth will slow dramatically in 2023 as the consumer-led recovery runs out of steam. Causes for the economic downfall include falling house prices, rising interest rates and high inflation. Any further increases in the cash rate beyond the current 3.1% could unnecessarily tip Australia into recession in 2023, partner Stephen Smith said. Treasurer Jim Chalmers said he wasn't expecting a recession this year and wouldn't interfere with advice from the Independent Reserve Bank. New Zealand will have its first Pacifica Deputy Prime Minister after Camo Sepuloni was chosen for the position on Sunday. Chris Hipkins was chosen as New Zealand's new Prime Minister to replace Jacinda Ardern following her shock resignation last week. Minister Sepuloni was selected by Mr Hipkins as deputy and holds the portfolios of social development, employment, arts, culture and heritage. Ms Sepuloni said she was honoured to represent New Zealanders of mixed heritage in the role. I want to acknowledge the significance uh, of this for our Pacific community. Uh, I am proudly Samoan, Tongan and New Zealand European and represent generations of New Zealanders with mixed heritage. Uh, as Deputy Prime Minister I will continue to be focused on what I always have been focused on and that is serving our communities in whānau and Aotearoa and I will do that to the best of my ability. Germany has pledged to support Ukraine in its fight against Russia amid mounting international pressure to send tanks to Kiev. Berlin has remained hesitant to send the highly advanced German made Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine or allow other nations to transfer them. Germany has denied blocking the shipment of the battle tanks and said it would send them if there was consensus among allies, including the United States. Chancellor Olaf Scholz says Germany has always supported Ukraine's war effort with effective weapons. The way we have proceeded in the past, always discussing the concrete situation closely with all our friends and allies, is the way we will proceed in the future. We have to fear that this war will continue for a very long time, and that is why it is important for Ukraine to know that we will not slacken our support and will continue to act as long as necessary. But that is also why this principle, which has carried us so well through the last period, remains important for the future. We only act in close coordination with each other. Scholz was in Paris to attend ceremonies alongside his French counterpart Emmanuel Macron to mark the 60th anniversary of the Élysée Treaty. The efforts of Tiwi Islanders to help people at risk of suicide in their communities is being acknowledged this year. Alonka clan elder Bernard Tipilaura is in contention for the National Senior Australian of the Year Award. The 83-year-old elder was part of a group of clan leaders that used traditional knowledge and culture to reduce what were some of the highest suicide rates in the world. The CEO of the Aboriginal Medical Services Alliance, Northern Territory, says the success of the program has also informed the Northern Territory government's suicide prevention strategy. You know, and Berners, it's been instrumental to try and work families through those difficult times and to get the support of governments and other service providers to come and help build community capacity, build family capacity, and that's what it's all about. And if you or someone you know needs support, you can contact Lifeline on 131114 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. And to tennis, Novak Djokovic has become the latest star to call for reform of the Australian Open schedule to ensure fairness and player welfare. Five-time finalist Andy Murray is urging tournament director Craig Taylor to consider starting the night sessions earlier after crashing out of the Open on Saturday night when he was forced to play after his 4am finish on Friday. No player has ever won a singles match at the Open after winning a previous encounter that finished after 2am. Murray needed five sets and almost six hours to get past Australian wildcard Tanasi Kokinakis in the second round and says the scheduling needs changing. Murray said sleep is the number one priority for athlete recovery and that finishing matches at four in the morning is detrimental to players. Djokovic agreed, saying that while it was entertaining for the crowd, the early morning finishes were really grueling for players. And now, having a look at the weather around the country this Monday afternoon, Broome, sunny 32 degrees, Perth, sunny as well, and a top of 32, Adelaide, cloudy 31, Melbourne, partly cloudy 27, Hobart, a shower of 224, Albury, Wodonga, sunny 28, Canberra, possible showers 25, Wollongong, a shower of 224, Sydney, similar conditions 26, Newcastle, a shower of 226, Brisbane, partly cloudy 29, Townsville, mostly sunny 30 degrees, Cairns possible shower 32, early Springs sunny day 37, Darwin mostly cloudy 38 and the Twist Strait Islands cloudy day and the top of 28 degrees and that is NITV Radio News